Welcome to episode four of the radio podcast, and I've got Marinelle here. Hey, Marinelle. Hey, Mr. Kong. What's going on? Uh, nothing really. Nothing? Oh! What are we doing here then? Events, all right. Oh, um, okay. Events, yeah. Uh, tomorrow it's formal day, um, and there's going to be Carol Oki in the foyer. Ca- Carol Oki. Carol Oki, yeah. That's, who came up with that? Uh, I think it was, I think it was Shibby or maybe Shuggin. I don't know, but that was a good pun. That good was pun. Ver- that's a good pun. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Thursday is ugly Christmas weather day, and we're going to have musical chairs in the gym. And then on Friday is uh, Christmas Colors Day. Uh, on your D-Block teacher's doors, there will be a color posted, and you will wear that color for the Christmas assembly. Very cool. And uh, today was uh, Christmas hat day. That went pretty well. Yeah, it did. So lots a, of people with hats. A lot of people had Santa hats. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't have an... I still don't have an... I've been trying to knit a little bit, but it's not... It's, I can't make a sweater by... by uh, when is it? By, by Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to do something Star Wars and make up a sweater. Ooh. Ooh, so creative, so creative. <laughs> I know. So, uh, what are you busy with nowadays? Oh. I saw you guys doing. You guys were doing candy grams. Oh yeah, we did candy grams. Uh, um, there was about two hundred candy grams. Two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot. Um, but we're still selling until Wednesday or Thursday, I think. Okay. So, yeah, people can still buy their candy grams. Sounds good. Well, uh, on today's podcast, we interviewed Kayla and Allie about their new play. Did you know about their new play? No, I didn't. That's you know so why? cool. Why? Because it's unknown. It's unknown? That's the name of the play. Oh, oh <laughs> I get it. All right. But it's, it's so cool. They were talking to me about it. It's, a, it's about a mystery. Um, and it's, a, I think, a, a cop wakes up and finds out like he's, he's missing all these memories. Like, he doesn't know what happened. Um, and also, the other thing is it's an immersive experience because they're going to set up, and thanks to the uh, student council for doing all the Halloween walls and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. they're going to use some of them. Oh, cool. But they're going to set up the whole drama studio so that when you walk in, you're in already in, you know, in the scene. Mm. So that's, that's really cool. That's I've never seen cool. that before. Yeah. So that's January 11th. I'm looking forward to that. Anything else, Marinelle? Oh, uh, Women's Empowerment Group moved their coffee house date to January 8th. Cool, um, I'm really looking yeah. forward to that. A lot of live performances, and you guys get a treat. Yeah. Yeah, we've got our live at lunch, and we've got that, and lots of opportunities for people to show their talents, so that's awesome. I'm excited for that. Yes, very exciting. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a good one. High Thank five. You. <laughs> Use it for headaches, you just kind of push it in. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm using it to clear my nose. That's really cool.
Smells smart. good. Do you, you want to smell it? Push that into your head. Yeah. I thought that was a marker. It has essential oils in it. Oh. So it helps your headaches. Well, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> well, no, you can just smell it. Oh. Okay. If you don't have a headache, you don't need it. <laughs> so if you have a headache, you push you the thing in push your head? It four times. And so you can smell them and it helps your headache go away. And it works? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Wow. That's, that's really cool. That's it's magic. like magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a radio podcast, and here's Allie. Say hi, Allie. Hello. Nobody can see you wave, so don't bother. Uh, Kayla. <laughs> hi. Hi. What did you guys, uh, why are you guys here? Uh, we're here? We're here to talk about the play that we wrote together called Unknown. Unknown. Yes. So there's no title? The title is actually Unknown. It was Ooh. recently decided. So that is a very mysterious title. That's... Is uh, it, the point. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah. It's a murder mystery, mm -hmm. technically speaking. So how did you how did you come up with this uh, story? Working together um, in the beginning, we were with another student, and we all just kind of came together and brainstormed. The other student that was helping us, he has actually written his own movie, so. He had a lot of stuff in the works, and we kind of just drew off of each other's ideas and ended up with this crazy <laughs> story that we have now. And I guess he can't talk about it. We can give you the general <laughs> synopsis, but we don't want to spoil anything. Okay, so what is the general synopsis of your unknown play? Um, Unknown follows the life of a police officer named Daniel Harris who has just woken up from a coma and realizes that he doesn't remember the last four years of his life. So he doesn't remember his friends, his parents, and most importantly, the fact that his parents have actually passed away two years ago. So he's really Whoa. dealing with a lot of the stuff that he's missed out on that he didn't realize was gone in his life. So it's kind of him figuring out what happened and within that there are some darker things that he discovers that I cannot elaborate on. <laughs> Ooh. That's really interesting. That's already got me hooked. No. Thanks. Good to hear. Yeah. Cool. So when does this come out? Uh January eleventh is our opening night. And okay. we perform on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. But there will also be a matinee on the 11th, specifically for Delview students. We're not sure yet which classes or how we're going to figure that out because it is in a small area. But there will be a matinee on the 11th, so there's two shows on that day. Okay. So it's uh, it's playing here in the, the studio, the drama the, studio, or do you call that the theater? The, I guess the theater, yeah. the Patty Hillman um, Patty Hillman Theater. Theater. Yeah. Um, how much are tickets? I believe $8 is currently our price. It is typically $8 every year, and we don't really plan on changing that, I don't think. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to you seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you typically... Is this the first time you've written a play? Yes. 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 We so. did write a short little scene last year, but that doesn't compare to our play at all. In the One Act Play Festival last year, Kayla and I and another student wrote about a 10-minute scene that we performed in the One Act Play Festival, but that's a lot different from an hour and a half long play. 
So if this is your first play, how did, what did you find difficult about it? For me, I found all the pl- plot the most difficult because like we had a general plot, but we had all these holes that we had to figure out and loose ends to tie up. And it got to the point where we just filled up two huge whiteboards filled with plot and information. And it was hectic, but it was fun. Wow. And, and you obviously didn't keep all that plot information on the whiteboards. You wiped it off immediately because it's secret. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it all down in my little notebook. Yeah, we have a director's notebook where everything from our beginning ideas to our final product is all in there. So it's pretty filled up and covered in doodles, but it served us well. Yeah. <laughs> So do you, do you find it handy to, to keep a notebook of all your ideas so you can go back to it? Yeah. yeah. We also have most of our stuff on a laptop as well, so if anything ever happens to the notebook, we have right. that. Always back up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was handy because we didn't just have our plot. We also had all of our characters and their personalities and their profiles and everything. So, so you have to think all of that stuff through. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. So what do you usually, like, how did you, how did you start? Like, what was the, do you remember the first time you sat down and started talking about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time we actually had a plot idea, it was vastly different. Um, our original idea was that Daniel, instead of not remembering the last four years of his life, he would lose all the memory he had re- retained in 24 hours the next day. Okay. So we were going in a completely different direction, but it wasn't until we realized how complicated that could be to portray um, that we really sat down and thought this could be really cool. And I think the first thing that we did was figure out what this mystery was that he's going to discover. And from there, it was creating a lot of the twisted backstory. And then we spent a good I think two weeks just on character profiles, on developing these people that we hope the audience members will fall in love with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not only do you have to think about the plot, it's not like writing a novel where you just kind of write it. You, you also have to think about the fact that people have to act it out, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, <clears throat> I guess having some experience in drama uh, helped you with that part because you don't want to get to the point where people are doing the first read through and it's not possible to do certain certain scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think that was an area of difficulty for us because all of our stage directions are written in to our script. So while we were writing it, we really had to think about how everyone moves. So it's not just how they say something, it's what they're doing while they're saying it and how is that going to look on stage and lighting cues. We did all of that in the original script. So it was more than just yeah. <laughs> plots, it was emotion. Uh, not just that, is um, the, I think one of the biggest differences between writing a novel and writing a play is your plot has to be said, it can't be shown. Because like, for example, like he's holding a case file, he can't just show it, he has to read it out. And it's kind of like, how do we make that not awkward? Right. Because we can't just have a camera pan to right. see yeah. what's in the case file. You can't zoom into stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so it's quite different. So, um, in the early days of coming up with the story, um, like, do you remember what were some of the early difficulties you had and how you overcame them? I think um, 
originally we had the idea of making one of the characters' names an anagram. Um, it didn't end up working out, but we spent, I think, two hours one day just on name generator and then on anagram generator, and we would put the name into the anagram generator, and none of it was really working out for us. Yeah. So that was a waste of time. Um, but it was a cool idea. It just never worked out. And I think one of our biggest difficulties was I can't go into detail with it, but one of the characters makes a really important action in the play, and there were several ways that the character could have done it, and we had to decide on one that was practical yet effective, and we asked a lot of people for help on that. So I can't wait for you guys to find out what it is. (laughs) I guess part of the fun is trying to figure out how all these plot points, how how all these uh, occurrences resolve themselves in the play, right? Um, and I guess there's lots of different ways to do that. But I mean, besides, um, like, as playwrights now, um, what are some of the tools you have for, for kind of showing the audience what's going on besides, you know, the spoken word? One of the big things that we're working on in rehearsals right now is body language. Mm-hmm. A lot of our um, key points in our play are really portrayed through how the actors react to certain events, which is really what is going to bring you into the world of the play because it is a very emotional experience, which is what we were aiming for. So there are things that can be said, obviously, but also a lot of the content is held within how are the characters reacting and dealing to this. How is, specifically Daniel, the police officer, how is he dealing with realizing he's lost all of this? And that is really very important to try to portray on a stage but it's not easy (laughs) we have a high school cast (laughs) right and you're you're working with some i think you're working with some new actors right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what like do you have some exercises that you you have them do because i i I hear about all these weird things that are going on (laughs) in the drama studio yeah (laughs) tell them about hot seat um hot seat is um this exercise where uh, people get on a stool and there's a spotlight on them and they're in character and you like ask them like rapid-fired questions about the character but like what's your name age parents names what your parents do what's your favorite ice cream wow all this stuff that's never included in the script that they kind of have to create for themselves and then remember and if they don't know the answer to a question you you ask it again so what were your parents jobs Uh, my parents are dead what were your parents jobs (laughs) and you'll stem off of what they say so if they say that their parents died how did they die and what was your favorite memory with them and we go there's all these little branches off of other things so I think it's not only a challenge for the actor it's a challenge for us to come up with questions I think it'd be a challenge for me to answer those questions about myself mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they actually some of our actors the other day we had a break in rehearsal and they put us up on hot seat as ah. directors yeah. and it's difficult mm-hmm. it's you gotta think very quickly and come up with an answer that you're satisfied with very quickly so do you tell these actors to to go on, like, what would they have to research? Because you created the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess they have to latch on to something. So what do they typically go in and look into? Or do they just come up with it themselves? Um, a good example of this would be, they, like, they would go through the script and find little, like, uh, snippets. Like, uh, Daniel, he likes football. We only mentioned it, like, once in the play. But during Hot Seat, um, we, we asked him, like, hey, what's... For your football team, he's like, "Oh, I don't like football," 
We're like, really? really? Page 26. <laughs> read the line at the bottom. You like football. So there's these little things that you you need to know about your character. Even if football only comes up once, you need to know it. It's kind of stuff that the audience may never see, but if you really want to become who you're portraying, you need to know it about who you're portraying. So I could be a walk-on with one line, and in that one line I could mention wow, I really like soccer, and that's all anybody would ever know about me, but I know that I'm 26, and I grew up in Minnesota, and my mom is a lawyer. I'll know all these little things about myself, and that's what really sells it on stage. So even if the stuff that you don't mention during the play, it's still like background knowledge that helps you you act. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We do that a lot. (laughs) Cool. Um, So... In terms of uh, what you guys are doing now, it's just just rehearsal time and working with the the actors, and I guess some of them being new, how are they doing? Um, It's a little bit difficult, uh, especially at this point, because we are running out of time, Mm -hmm. and of course, we haven't been able to fit in a lot of the core drama work that some of us have, have had. Ty Stadel is starring as the lead role, Daniel Harris, and he's got four years of drama experience behind him, but we have grade nines. Do we have any grade eights in our play? Uh, we have Amelia. Right, we have grade nines and a grade eight in our play who may have never been in a drama class, and they're gonna be on stage, a lot of people for the first time. So that is definitely an obstacle that we're trying to overcome, mm-hmm. which is why we're doing a lot of exercises. And Mr. Turpin, we're technically the directors, but he's our co-director and he's helping us out a lot with exercises and trying to teach people the right and wrong way to do certain things right yeah like sometimes he'll he would uh, catch things that we would never notice and he would just like immediately stop and we would all like work through it which i find is very helpful because we would be like oh it's fine he'd be like no 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 we gotta fix it yeah so so what kind of uh, i mean Again, doing this for the first time, like in terms of, because you're directing as well, what do you find uh, in your toolbox as handy tools as a director to, you know, encourage your actors, but to also get the best out of them? I think the fact that we are actors ourselves and we have been in a play together and we've done acting together, we kind of know how theater works and how stage directions need to work and what makes everything cohesive. I think if we, especially if we hadn't been in The Man Who Came to Dinner together, which was a very labor-intensive play, eight months of rehearsals, um, I don't think we'd be nearly ready to take on something like this. So I think a lot of it is just past experience. And we're also peers with the majority of our cast, which has its downfalls when it comes to being seen as authority, but it also makes some things a lot easier because we have this kind of dynamic where they're not, they don't feel uncomfortable around us, they feel comfortable around us, and therefore a lot of them are easier to open up to on stage. They have less trouble becoming their characters on stage. Right. So how much uh, rehearsal time is, like, are you rehearsing every day? Every day except Fridays. Mm -hmm. Except for this Friday we are rehearsing (laughs) because I typically work on Fridays. But, yeah, it's Mondays to Thursdays, typically to five, sometimes later. The week after winter break, it's going to be later because we're running out of time. 
but we are planning to have some rehearsals over winter break as well. And we've been rehearsing for, I think, two months? Two months, yeah. Two months since the start of November. Yeah, yeah. around there. A month and a half. <laughs> I can imagine if, like, I, I was never in drama. Um, I wanted to be, but I, I was a band nerd. <laughs> 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 Playing trumpet and band. But um, if... If I were to act in a play, I guess the, my greatest fear would be to, like, if on the night of the play, like, I'd be f- maybe frozen. I, I don't know. I'd be, f- that's, like, I don't usually get stage fright, but even so, like, there's lines to remember and there's there's all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Improv, in, improv, improv uh, becomes handy in that situation. Like, if a character were to forget their line, then we would just work around it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else you could do in that situation. No, absolutely not. There was, I think, during The Man Who Came to Dinner, somebody forgot their lines, and it was a very important line. Mm-hmm. And the other actors made up, I think it was like a seven-minute scene about a dog. Yeah. And it wasn't in the play at all, <laughs> but it worked. And you just keep going with it. If you forget something on stage and there's an audience, you can't say, oops, I forgot, because then the audience <laughs> <Retake>. will know. <laughs> the audience doesn't know the script, and that's the important part. They don't know that you messed up unless you make it clear that you messed up so you just have to keep going that's right. what we're trying to teach our actors because nobody's sitting there with a yeah. script going through it except wait, for wait, us wait <laughs> just the director because <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time in rehearsals like if a actor were to mess up they go like oops and we're like you're not supposed to go oops <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about your because you have a lot of new actors um, what, what do you do to practice to help them with something like that At this point, um, because we are on such a short schedule, a lot of them have been, unfortunately, a bit thrown into the process, Uh and they're just taking it day by day. I'm very proud of our actors. Um, They've come a long way in the short time that we've been working with them, and I don't really have any concerns about our new actors. They're handling things very well, and they're learning the rules of being on stage, so... I think we got lucky, and we're lucky that we have Mr. Turpin because he's teaching them as well. Right. So. And teaching us, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, what's next for you guys? Are you already... I guess you're not thinking ahead to the next one yet. Uh, spring play. We are, are not writing it, but we will be in it. Yes. <laughs> and what's that one about? We actually don't, don't know. know. Oh, None okay. of us know what it is except <laughs> Turpin. Unknown, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't write another sequel. <laughs> Well, no. just think about it. You could have the sequel, and then you've got prequels. Well, let's start writing. Oh, oh man. Let's get to it. it. took us two months of intensive writing just to get this one down. <laughs> um, do, you, do you watch a lot of plays? Or, like, where do you get your inspiration from? We have seen um, a few plays together. I read a lot of books and watch a lot of movies when I can. I'm, I'm a bit busy now with rehearsals, but... I don't know, I think both of us have always been creative people. We both write, we're in creative writing together, which is very helpful. And a lot of our creative process was just taking off each other's ideas because Kayla's more of a horror writer (laughs) and I'm more of a, I don't know, sometimes sci-fi, sometimes fantasy writer, (laughs) but more down to earth stuff. So we were a good mix. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, are there elements of horror in this? Play? Uh, yes. I, yes, I would say so. <laughs> nothing, nothing too extreme, but definitely some parts of the play are quite dark. Okay. 
Well, I'm really looking forward yeah, to it then. Me too. Well, Miss Hansen's here. Oh. <laughs> You've been here for the whole time. I do you have, have any questions? Uh, do either of you have a favorite character that you've written in misplay? Leo. Leo. Uh, Leo Lamb. There's a character named Leo Lamb, um, which was kind of a little joke for us. And he's... He, we stemmed him off of the stereotypical, like, goofball, gets drunk on the weekends. Sarcastic Kind of sarcastic guy. guy. But uh-huh. we twisted things around. So he's got this side of him that you only see briefly where you kind of fall in love with him as a person and not just as a stereotype. Mm-hmm. So I like him because he's quite dynamic. Nice. So, I mean, you've written a play. So this is your play, and it, it, it's probably going to do really well. Where does a like a play like that go from here? Like if if it's a great play, <laughs> like I, I know books books can get published. I guess plays get published too. How does that work? I have no idea. I don't know. No idea. Well, it's time to find an agent. <laughs> time to find an agent and figure that out. Um, that anything, would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Anything else uh, this year you're looking forward to? Just the spring play. Yeah. I think we both miss acting. Yeah. Being yeah. a director is, um, it's fun, but it's not the same experience as being on stage. So I can't wait to get back on stage. Do you think it would have been possible to write yourself into the play? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> would that be weird, though, directing yourself? It would be double the stress, <laughs> I <Yeah>. think. <laughs> right. But at the same time, then we'd have the confidence of knowing that we we're doing it the way that we want it to. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you guys get to this point? I mean, like, I taught... Did I teach you in grade 9? Yeah, you did. I can't remember now. <laughs> Science, yes. Um, so how did you... Like, when did you guys start drama? Was it, like, earlier on in high school? It was for me. Uh, for me, I, got, I really got into drama... In grade 8, when we did the rotation, and then right. I did it again in grade 9. I never really thought that was, like, my thing. But, like, <laughs> it's weird to say it like that. But then I immediately was on stage, and I was like, wow, I love it. This is what I want to do. And I'm glad, because I met all a bunch of amazing people, like Alyssa and all my friends. So. That's I, part of it, too, the camaraderie and when you're when you're in the same play and working for long hours, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Kayla and I spend the majority of our spare time together talking about or working on the play. So we were close before this, but I think we've gotten a lot closer just through this process, which is really nice. We're making a lot of friends and strengthening friendships just through theater. So it's a bonus. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So, I mean, you talked about the feeling of being on stage for the first time. Mm -hmm. So, and that kind of turned you on to the fact that, uh, well, this is kind of neat what, what was that feeling like what what were you I guess addicted to at that point from that point on um I guess the the like anxious excitement that you feel when you're on stage like I still get that like the whole like shaky hands and like nervousness and excitement when I'm on stage now like I still get that feeling and I really like that feeling because hmm. it's just like when you're acting you're not you you're someone else and that's just a really exciting thing Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Allie? Um, I don't even know how to describe it sometimes. 
it's the feeling of you worked so hard on this project and a whole bunch of people from a whole different grades are coming together for this short amount of time. It's sometimes eight months of rehearsal for four nights of a play, but you get to be part of that. You know everything that happened backstage, you know what's going to happen on stage, and you kind of can't wait for everyone out there to just see the collective effort that you put into the process. And it's just like the experience overall, like there's so much like backstage shenanigans and just (laughs) just everything, the whole experience is just amazing. It feels like you're part of something bigger than you ever thought it could be. When you're in a play with a cast, you're like a family. It's just, it's a good way to put it, like you guys get so close spending like hours together, eating together, like sharing lines together you're just like a family and we all look, look out for each other there's something magical that happens on the on the final um day of the play that's this is why i, I always like to go to the last mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. it's just it's different um and i heard like from last year's musical that they they did a few things differently they put a few jokes in there like pranks on each other and stuff like that i, I love that kind of stuff mm-hmm. oh yeah I think opening night is when everybody has the jitters and everything is exactly how it was in the script and in rehearsals, which is nice, but opening night is almost sometimes a bit stiff. And then, like, the second night is exactly, I think, where you want it to be, but closing night always has this sense of finality, so you have to do something different, but not in the way that it'll obviously mess anything important up, but something memorable just we work so hard on this and this is the end so let's have some fun with it right and I guess there's also it feels a bit more everybody's a bit more comfortable I mean even even though you probably rehearsed many times um, adding the element of having an audience is like totally different right mm-hmm. definitely do you, do you find yourselves playing off the audience too like does that does that matter that they're there When I've been on stage, because of the stage lights, you actually can't see the audience Mm -hmm. at all. It's like staring out into a void. (laughs) I'm not not kidding. But if there is something funny, especially when you say it and you hear that laughter in the distance, you definitely... You feel proud and you play off of that. But otherwise, you can't see their reactions and it feels like nobody's there, but you know someone's there. So, I remember in the mannequin dinner, I said a line... And um, and I made the audience laugh, and I made them laugh for the first time, and I like that accomplishment proud. I was like, yeah, I did it. I did the first laugh. But you didn't break your character and go, yes, I did. <laughs> you no. did backstage. I yeah. was there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That sounds like such an awesome experience. Um, can you write me into the, your next play? Because. <laughs> Sure. sure. <laughs> what kind of character do you want to play? <laughs> I don't know. High school teacher with a podcast. <laughs> Not too but the fun of it is becoming someone else. That's the limits of my acting abilities. So we'll write you as an alien from another planet who doesn't speak English. Perfect. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Hansen uh, is on the stage a lot, right? Uh, I've had my fair share of time on the stage, yeah. Musicals and, and dance. Right. I guess it's the same type of feeling. You get on the stage and then you play to the audience and there's there's that feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. when you get a reaction from them, like you were saying, it just feels so good. It, 
Yeah. Unless they boo you. <laughs> it doesn't feel so great, but no. at least you know it's they're watching, reaction. I guess. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just getting some sort of reaction is... Um, and I think last time Mr. Turpin was talking about the difference, some people say there's a good audience or a bad audience. There's not really, there's just ones who kind of participate more. They mm-hmm. laugh at the jokes, they clap really hard, as opposed to the kind of people who are afraid. And some people don't know that you can laugh at jokes. Mm-hmm. You're allowed right. to make noises in the audience if it's in reaction to the play. And then there are the critics <laughs> yeah. who come and say, oh, it's just a high school play. <laughs> and they're very... You hear edgy. from the critics at a high school play? Uh, not legitimate critics, uh-huh. but people come and say, oh, it's just a high school play. Mm-hmm. We don't have any expectations for this. But I hope that people do come with no expectations, and I hope that we make them think, oh, wow, that was, that was good for a high school play. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> My high school, they used to have little write-ups in the local paper, and so that was nervous then, having right. the local drama oh, that's guy come show up, and you always knew which night they were there. <laughs> they made it known, no pranks or anything wow. that night. That would add a totally different dynamic. Yeah. Then, then you're kind of nervous about that. Yeah, you kind of focus on that one person, even though there's a whole audience full of people, you know that one person is there. So it's kind of nice that that doesn't hmm. happen. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, I guess... I don't think that would be good for the play. <laughs> um, it's usually okay. Yeah. It's usually they go pretty well. Sometimes they're not always the best reviews. I think, but I think I'm more nervous for my friends and family to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we haven't been able to tell them anything right. <laughs> because it's oh it's very top secret. My mom right. doesn't even know what the play is about, so everybody has all these expectations, <laughs> and we're kind of feeling the pressure right now. <laughs> like literally, the only things I've told my mom is the the name of the play is like it's unknown and the, the lead is ty and rebecca that's it and she's like okay she'll be here all three nights just so yeah. she can really get the full experience yeah funny story about how the play ended up being called unknown we were it was the first day of writing and we were working on a program called writer duet and you had to put in a title for the title page and we just put in unknown because we didn't know what it was called yet and when we printed up the scripts for the actors, we still hadn't decided on a name because we were going to ask the actors after the first read-through to collectively kind of decide on one. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, why don't we just keep it unknown? And that ended up working quite well yeah. for the well, play. That's, that's perfect <laughs> yeah. for, for what you're talking about. So it was it was a nice fluke. Yeah. <laughs> it made things easier. Have you had anything, like, really... Um, crazy happen, happen during one of your performances? Yes. During the met the, the for our play or just in general? In general. During the matinee of the man who came to dinner. Oh, yeah. Uh one of our actors, Elizabeth Elizabeth Trottier, was in a sarcophagus. Yeah. And it was supposed to be wheeled off stage, but as they were wheeling it off stage it fell oh, over. Yeah. With no padding or anything oh. inside the sarcophagus. And the actors on stage just kept going. And <laughs> yeah. at one point, they, like, lifted it open a little bit, and she gave them a thumbs up to say that she was conscious. <laughs> and they kept going with the scene, but everyone backstage was freaking out, like, is she okay? Is she conscious? But afterwards, I had somebody in the audience ask me, was that supposed to happen? And I said, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember um, some people coming up to me, like, wow, the, the, the moment where she fell over the, like, fell over, that was, like, the best part. I was like... <laughs> So you guys did it every night from that point on. No. <laughs> Elizabeth's safety was more important. <laughs> Any other stories? 
don't think so. Nothing <laughs> that intense. Obviously, there have been little moments. At one point, um, I was on stage with a character with a character who was my husband and we were supposed to be having this really um angry conversation with each other where some very key points were made and he skipped i think six of his lines <laughs> and my next line was in reaction to the line that he was supposed to say and Doesn't i couldn't say it anymore yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i was on stage trying to figure out what to do and that was that was very scary. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what I ended up saying, but I could see the fear in his eyes when he realized that he didn't say his lines. <laughs> so it was funny in the long run. <laughs> uh, that's why improv comes in handy. So yeah. does every actor do improv? I guess you, you would have to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We try and do improv exercises when we can. Unfortunately, drama class this year is next semester, mm-hmm. so we haven't done a lot of exercises because we simply don't have time. We don't want to keep people here very late because we know that we have 26 actors and they all all have lives outside of rehearsals. But we do improv whenever we can and small exercises when we can just to try and teach them the basics. But there's also improv club, which we are unfortunately not a part of due to our schedules. But uh, some of our actors are in improv club I think specifically for the play. So that's twenty six actors. That sounds like a lot. Is it, that it, the typical amount, or it's actually I think a little bit more than usual. Mm-hmm. But we casted everyone who auditioned. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't make any cuts, and that was very important to us. We actually had to write in new, like we wrote in two, two new, new characters. characters. Wow. Okay. So, I, I, how many main characters do you have? Would you say? Uh, we have. Two leads. Two leads, and we have four or five major characters, and the rest are either supporting or minor. Right. There are um, eight characters who don't have any lines whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, but they're still there, and they're still very much important. And then we have a core group of people who are the supporting characters, and then our two leads are... Rebecca, mm-hmm. and what's her last name? Blank? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> and Ty Stadel. So those are our two leads, which we're definitely working one-on-one with the most. <laughs> do you get a lot of one-on-one time? We put it into our schedule. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. So this is, uh, I, I guess, I guess because there's two of you, one of you can do re- the rehearsal with the group, and then one of you can some actors aside is we're, that how it works or? we're typically always together um okay. what we do is we'll have scheduled days where only ty and rebecca are called to rehearsals so okay. we have that time with them because they have a lot of scenes where it's just right. them on stage so it's very important that we get those down because they're very important <laughs> or sometimes we, we would call just the friends and ty and rebecca can have a day off and yeah so so that's why we have it kind of split up into groups okay and what about your like sets? Because I'm just starting to think about all the parts that have to come together. It's not just about the, the acting yeah. and the script and the set. Um, is there music? The lighting? Yep. Yep. There's yep. Music. yep. Oh my goodness. All of the above. <laughs> our set is. I'm glad is very minimal this mm-hmm. year. A lot of the stuff that we are using for our set we already have, or it'll be very easy to obtain. I know that we're using some of the walls from the haunted house, mm-hmm. um, because. 
we are building an entirely new wall within the drum room <laughs> and then another wall. Um, it's a good thing they did a good job of the walls in the house. Yeah, for sure, because those are coming in handy. We need to have the setup by the end of this week, and we have none of it up. So <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. But I think we're also looking for approval to paint the drum room floor, and we got to touch up the walls and make everything look really good because what we're doing is as soon as you walk through the drama room doors you are in the play like it's kind of an immersive experience kayla and i saw a play together um called one flew of the cuckoo's nest yeah and as soon as you walk through the doors you're on the floor like you are in the hospital and there's clipboards there's props and you walk across the hospital floor to get to your seats it was so submersive you were just you you saw that it was was incredible it was amazing uh, Studio 58. Yeah. 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 Like, right when you walk in, you'd yeah. see, like, medical charts, and you would see, like, all the chairs and lounges that they would sit in, and you're like, oh, my God. You had to walk That's... across the stage to yeah. get to your seat. Oh, really? And yeah. for our play... The only way in. For our play, you're walking through a door, and then you're walking through a fake door, and as soon as you walk through that door, you're you're on the stage, and you go to your seat. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to this one. <laughs> Because that, yeah, I don't think I've ever experienced that. That's very cool. It's definitely something different. Mm -hmm. So. Well, uh, January 11th? 12th and 13th. 12th and 13th? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tickets are $8. Where do we get tickets? We'll be selling them in front of the library. Yes. At lunch. Yes, at lunch. In front of the library at lunch. We don't have um, actually an exact way of getting tickets out decided at this point but that is probably our plan uh you will hear about it on the announcements and um for cast members who have outside family and friends each cast member is going to get 10 tickets and they can get more if they want to but each cast member is responsible for selling those 10 tickets so please come see it (laughs) for sure i'm sure everybody's going to come and see it with with this introduction to it sounds really awesome uh, congratulations on writing your first play. Thank you. Um, I'm sure it's going to go really well. I hope, I hope so. so. <laughs> yes, it will. It will. <laughs> um, this is amazing to talk to you guys about this because it is your first play, and um, it's just fascinating uh, when it's you know the first time to to do that kind of thing, especially something so huge that you've taken on. Because, like I said, it's not just writing the play it's directing it's you know managing everything um so congratulations thank you thank you and see you at the play i hope to see you too